Hi, everyone. It's Mandy. Before we go into it, patrons, you are everything. Thank you so much for being supporters of the show, supporters of the Restorative Grief platform everywhere it's found. Because I've been doing this for a while now, but I tell you, running with others makes it so much more enjoyable. So if you're interested in all the premium content, exclusive interviews coming up, or even just supporting the methods and the work because you know it makes an impact in your life and in others, then we would love to have you join us. Check out the show notes for links and that's that's it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 54 titled Pressure That Won't Let Go. This week, I have been trying to write something meaningful and it's unraveling me. It happens more often than we realize, but usually we're too busy protecting our image and sense of strength in the world to let ourselves realize this tension in our lives is too much and we're coming apart at the seams. And since I know that I'm not the only one unraveling under pressure, this week we're going to examine the value and importance of mindfulness as stress relief. Mindfulness has a complicated reputation. For some, it evokes images of waterfalls and stacked rocks, quiet yoga retreats and silent hikes. But for most of us, it sounds unattainable. But mindfulness is misunderstood, and I'll be the first to admit that I hated the idea of it for a very long time. In fact, it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that my life of constant pressure, stress, and motion is in response to a few internal desires, but primarily is in response to the external forces around me. When someone invites me into an act of mindfulness, they're not asking me to focus on my problems or pretend they don't exist. In fact, neither of those is the goal of mindfulness. In truth, I find that when we explore our hesitations to mindfulness with a little intention, we might realize we've applied binary thinking to this practice, just as we do with most concepts we misunderstand. Mindfulness practices are an act of generosity toward our internal selves, an invitation to soften in our core selves while the externals of life are put on a temporary hold. We can continue to justify the busy nature of life, putting everyone else first and let our bodies be the ones that break down for us. Or we can decide that our body breaking down is a last resort. It's been nearly a year since I blacked out in my kitchen. To be clear, I have a disorder that can cause fainting, but it's uncommon and in this instance, all the usual triggers were missing, except for stress. I was sitting at the kitchen table in my pajamas with a fresh and full cup of very hot coffee, and my hand was looped through the handle. One minute, I was talking with my family and saying, I don't feel so well, and the next, I woke up delirious in my partner's arms, soaking wet from the coffee spilling all over me. Although I was out for maybe two minutes, the scariest part is that it was our daughter's first time ever seeing me blackout. Like I said, it's happened before, but it's been a very long time, never in front of her. I usually have about 10 seconds of warning when the dizziness hits, but this time I didn't. I was pretty helpless, and without my partner's quick actions, I would have crashed from a high stool onto the floor in front of her too. So hours later, while begging for more blankets and waiting on test results at the hospital, I had a choice to make. 
I was grateful to find a nurse that was a friend of mine, one I could fall apart with in the stark white room and the broken door, and she knew me well enough to call me out even as I complained about the door instead of what was going on in my life. I'd been under incredible pressure from every direction and chose to ignore my needs as often as possible to please and serve others. So I wasn't sure where to start, but I knew if I didn't just pick up an area of life and make some changes, I was not going to live much longer because stress actually can kill us. Luckily for me, (laughs) it was about a month later when Disney's Encanto came out and like everyone else in the world, I sobbed hysterically listening to the oldest sister, Louisa, singing her song about pressure that won't relent, expectations that never end, and obligations that can't be denied. Of course, our child is obsessed with this movie and watched it at least 30 times that month, increasing the pressure of healing right along with all the pressures in life that led to my blackout in the first place. And of course, my heart grew more and more overwhelmed. Knowing you need to make a change and knowing how to make that change are two very different things. And that pressure? Well, it's everywhere. I reflected and realized I had survived the pandemic with a hundred percent of my energy going toward everyone else, leaving me to be so exhausted every few weeks that I slept through a few days of life and binged TV shows to quote, recover. I needed a real change. Something sustainable, accessible, attainable, and real. So how do we counteract the pressure of our daily lives without relying on a few errant days to fall apart? Well, this is where mindfulness on a daily basis can make a very real impact on our health. And this is where we have a choice to make. Now, I want to be clear, it's not always a safe environment or practice for someone to begin embodiment work by themselves. So if you are someone with a history of bodily trauma or possible grief attachments involving your physical body, please give yourself space as needed before continuing in this episode. We've discussed the value of a body scan in the past on this show, and today I want you to walk through one with me. It will be quick, I promise. You can do this if you are on a walk or driving your car, although it will be most effective if you are stationary and not focusing on anything else. So feel free to pause this episode and come back when you have a moment. When life gets hectic, we have stress hitting us on all fronts. Our thoughts, emotions, body, and connectedness are susceptible to stress because we are in a society that expects productivity in every direction. So in our mindfulness practice today, we're going to push back on the worry and hurry of life to pause. Instead of focusing on the external, we will bring our thoughts to the internal center of stability within ourselves. The nervous system that releases adrenaline is overtaxed when we're stressed, causing our body to believe it is in constant danger, and it moves quickly. If we never give ourselves the chance to decompress or pause from that physical experience of adrenaline rush, then we will continue to inhabit a body that experiences headaches, frequent muscle aches and pains, rising blood pressure, and spiritual disconnection from ourselves and others. Connecting to our body through a little bit of attentiveness to each of the areas that carry stress is a little like waving a magical wand above ourselves. Bringing your attention to the area of tension naturally allows your muscles, body, and tension to release. And now for the mindfulness practice. Even if the last thing you want to do right now is sit still, it's okay. 
You can do this lying down, walking, or sitting up. And if you are feeling activated, restless, or stressed at the to-do list in your life, remind yourself that you deserve a few minutes of space that you are taking right now. Let's begin by taking a gentle breath in and then releasing it out. Do that again slowly, in and out. Feel free to close your eyes if you can and bring your attention to the rise and fall of your chest as you naturally continue to breathe. There's a chance your mind is trying to get out of this activity. Maybe you sense a little urge internally to fidget So just remember that this is your stress trying to keep you moving. We are here to help and invite our stress to take a break. Now bringing your attention to the top of your head, focus on your scalp and your forehead. Do you notice if you're scrunching your face? Bring your thoughts to your jawline. Are you clenching your teeth? Is there tension? If there is, Take a moment and give your jaw permission to loosen and let go. There's no judgment if you are feeling tension. It's just an observation of how your body is reacting to stress. Bring your thoughts now to your neck and your shoulders. Send thoughts and intentions of love and kindness to your muscles and your neck. It's okay to shake your shoulders a bit, release them from your ears trusting that what needs to be done will be done. Send your attention now to your belly and notice if you feel any tension. If you do, breathe into that tension. Take your deep breath in and allow your belly to soften and rise and fall with the cadence of your breath. Inhale gently, exhale gently. Bring your thoughts to your hips and your legs. If they're feeling achy or tired or even ready to get up and run, I want you to explore wiggling your toes and moving your hips a little bit. They've carried you far. And if they are experiencing fatigue, that's okay. That's expected. This moment is our gift to our lower half to rest and pause. And your thoughts of gratitude to your body and how it has carried you through your life. As you start to become more aware of your whole body, invite a few more gentle breaths here. Now, place your hands on your belly and take one more deep inhale. Softening again in any areas in your body that feel pressure, tension, or general discomfort. Slowly open your eyes by fluttering your lashes and exhale deeply. Well done. So I know that was a little out of the ordinary and I'm super proud of you for trying it out. Even if you just listened to what I said as we were going along, 
That's a perfect way to get familiar and comfortable with something new. And remember, anything you try now is just an experiment. It's okay if you don't continue with it. So consider this practice of awareness of tension rising in your body as you continue through the rest of your day. Give yourself permission again as needed to release any rising tension and to go back through a gentle meditation and mindfulness scan of your body on your own. You are engaging yourself in a way that breaks old habits and it will be difficult to maintain. So give yourself some generosity and some grace as you learn this new activity. And if you can give yourself a few extra minutes after we're finished to maybe roll your neck from side to side or stretch your arms over your head on either side, your body will thank you. Notice if you feel any differently than you did before. Reflecting in this way can reinforce the value of this practice that we've just done together. And that, my friends, is exactly what we need to do. Reinforce what serves us well and leave the rest of it behind. Thank you for listening to episode 54 of Restorative Grief. I hope you found this mindfulness practice accessible and invitational. I never want you to feel like after listening to my show that you must go carve this grand, dramatic space in your life to do grief work. Our grief work is portable. It goes with us and takes up as much space as we allow. In this gentle practice, you've learned that you can build a very little but intentional window of kindness into your day. And I want to acknowledge that although you have access to this body scan meditation anytime, that doesn't mean it is an automatically attainable practice for everyone. It is a great privilege that we can make space for practices of self-care. And so I want to share a little insight before we go about how I work these practices into my two full days as well. This is something I do waiting in line at the grocery store while pumping gas before leaving the restroom, giving myself an extra moment to just exist. Sometimes when I'm waiting for the microwave to finish or sitting at a red light, and especially before getting out of the car when I first arrive home, but even before driving the car when I first close the door. Create a moment for yourself. It does not need to be long. It just needs to be intentional. So I'd love to hear if you're willing to share what kind of moments you can find for yourself in your own busy, busy days. If this is your first time listening to Restorative Grief, welcome, welcome. I hope this episode brings encouragement and tenderness to your life in a way that you've always wanted to express toward yourself, but maybe didn't know where to start. Take a moment, please, to subscribe to the show and leave a review since all of your kind words bring another member of the audience a little bit closer to something they might need in their grief process. And if you are interested in becoming a premium subscriber, know that that means you gain access to even more episodes like this one, upcoming meditations, common questions and answers from my grief practice, exclusive interviews, and monthly live chats. Hello. Your support keeps this work afloat, and I can't do it without you. And as always, one last thing before I go. Please remember, the only solution for grief is to do the work of grieving. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.